You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I need know what to say. Yeah. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what to say. Okay. I'ma just go off the top. Hey. I need know what to say. Let's get it. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what the I need know what the I need know what the I need. Hello and welcome back everybody to the Off the Top podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Oxetic, and my co-host right here with me as always, Namai. Namai, how we feeling today, brother? I'm feeling good, man. We got some we got some great music this weekend. So we got some great music this weekend. I think we got like too much good music this weekend. I feel like we talked about more music than we should have before we hit record and today, but regardless, we're gonna talk about everything that we just talked about, but in more detailed of spaces. Um, as always, everything is off the top in this podcast. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at off X, the top X, and please be sure to listen to us on Spotify. It's now, it's, my, it's at off X, the I always do that at off X, the X top. Please remember that I am not the smartest cat in the zoom call. Okay. Please remember to, that. We don't need to be the smartest. We just need to be the most opinionated. The most opinionated, the most hot takes. Anyways, we are now on Spotify. Uh, please go take a listen to us. If you can actually find us on Spotify, we're still trying to figure out all the nooks and crannies and the kinks that we're trying to work out here. Um, but we have added another platform, so please be sure to give us a listen. Um, but, Namai, as we were just talking about what we listened to this weekend, Run the Jewels 4. Let's get into this, please, because there's a lot of things that we can kind of peel back from what Killer Mike and LP, not EIP, LP, from my, for, I, for, 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 the, for the listeners, I always thought that it was an uppercase I with no. Run the Jewels has been relevant since 2013, and you somehow have managed to go seven years without. Keep in mind. I was 14 when I realized who Run the Jewels were, so I just always, I just haven't considered it to be a lowercase L until today, until Namai showed me the light. He, he showed me what it's truly the like profit, to read correctly. What I say? It's a reading profit, of course. Run the Jewels 4, obviously, Run the Jewels' uh, fourth official album in their series of Run the Jewels. The album artwork is pretty stellar. It kind of fits the same sort of vibe as RTJ 1 through 3. Um, Namai, I want to get your first listen thoughts on this Modern masterpiece, if you will. This actually couldn't come at a better time for kind of what we're all experiencing right now going on. So what, what was your first thoughts going into this album? I mean, we talked about last... It's funny because last podcast we were like, oh, like um, Killer Mike gave that amazing speech. And then I was like, yeah, and like we might be getting one of the Jewels for soon. Like, who knows? Like, whatever, whatever. And Maybe. then fast forward <laughs> a week later and we have run the jewels for in its entirety and i couldn't be happier with it like obviously like when it comes to run the jewels it's like the pinnacle i feel like of between like a harmony between the the production and the and the lyricism so it's like you like judging judging the run the jewels projects between each other is like one of the hardest things i feel like ever because it's definitely so hard on so many different levels right I feel like you expect excellence from oh, yeah. LP and Killer Mike, just, just from what they've done. Their their worst album is definitely better than than like some critically acclaimed artists' best best albums. I think um, I agree with you there. Actually, RTJ Four got a number, a a pretty high score, a ninety two on a Metacritic rating, and also I think it was an eighty eight on Pitchfork if I read that correctly, or eight point eight, not eighty eight. Sorry. But this album is actually really critically revered at this moment in time just because of the lyrical content and sort of just everything all around. The features in this are fantastic. He has Pharrell Williams and 2 Chains on a couple of on these songs. We just learned that ASAP Ferg is singing on the final track, A Few Words for the Firing Squad on this album. Didn't even know that ASAP Ferg could sing, but apparently he's just a well-rounded talent that he could find himself anywhere. Um, I think this album not only comes at the perfect time right after Killer Mike makes that speech last week at, at the Atlanta Police Department or kind of regarding everything going on in their city, but also kind of goes to show the type of music that Run the Jewels has always kind of made. And we were talking about this before we even started recording. It's kind of like, oh, is this one of those things where it was thrown together or was this a you know calculated album release 
yeah. during this time where it was one of those like, oh, we have all these songs, but this is what we talk about. We talk about injustice. We talk about police brutality. Like this is what LP and Killer Mike rap about constantly. As you've yeah. seen from the, their discography, they talk about this constantly. Um, so I don't know if it's one of those things where it just kind of fits perfectly at this stage that everyone in the world is kind of going through, especially in America. Um, but I think the reason why this album hits harder than pretty much all the other Run the Jewels, keep in mind though, I do still like Run the Jewels 2 over 4. 4 is something that should be taken with hip-hop Twitter's history of sorts. I feel like people love to overhype things. Um, but when I saw this being overhyped, this is by far something that definitely lived up to it's it. Not even, it's not even possible to overhype it. Like, cause it deserves, I know. I feel like it deserves all the hype it's getting. Um, I feel like when it comes to ranking the projects, the R Run the Jewels projects, it's going to go 2 4 1 3 for me as of right now. Anyways, 4 is still obviously. I agree with you. I'm but, obviously, um, like, you think about like 2 and 4. And you think yeah. about like one and three and definitely yeah, like exactly. they se- separate, separate four, separate the four. There. There's a definitely but a big gap. If you think about LP it. is just like an amazing producer. I mean, um, the different sounds that you get from this and like if with run the jewels, something I've also noticed is that they're big fans of using the uncredited features to give you a lot of like surprises in the tracks. Um, I love that they have like people like they have like singers and they have like jazz artists, obviously other rappers, like they got two chains and Pharrell and Ferg um, on this. And even uh gangsta boo, the three, six mafia female queen. I mean, Crunk ask. the queen of the queen of three, six, the queen of crunk, queen of crunk. Yeah. Is she, is she the queen of crunk? She should be the queen of crunk. Yeah. We're labeling her that, that title. Now. We could We're labeling her the Queen of Crunk. Um, Yankee uh, and the Brave, the first song off this. Yeah. Um, episode four, the sort of the intro to Run the Jewels for. Um, this is going to go down, for me at least, probably the best intro that Run the Jewels has had um, in their discography. I don't know what it is about this song. I just think how it opens. And pretty much like you said, the production in this from LP is flawless. And he's, he's even rapping, rapping in a couple of these songs too. And he, he holds his own with Killer Mike pretty much oh, yeah. on every track. I mean, it just, it, there's such a, when, when you say that people are hit or miss, these people are far from it. Yeah, Run the Jewels is far from hit or miss. It's just like, like how it's, hard is it going to hit? <laughs> it's like how, it's like how hard are they going to hit this time? It's like when you, it's like when you're Floyd Mayweather and you, punch a jab and you, you give someone a nice little left jab and you come back with a right hook. Like which one's going to hit Floyd harder? Mayweather's weakest punch is still going to be better than Michael Sarah's hardest punch. <laughs> <laughs> if, Pitchfork, if Pitchfork's listening to us right now, please yeah. give us a, no, no, no. Pigeons and Plains. Sorry, not Pitchfork. Pigeons and Plains, the biggest Michael Sarah lovers ever. And I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but literally they will put out memes to, like of just Michael Sarah and they will just tweet out like pictures of him. I think I saw one the other day where it was like, oh, girls be tweeting pictures of, oh, happy oh, one year yeah. to my world. Oh, yeah. It's just Michael Sarah with like a burrito in his hand. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love Pigeons and Planes for that. But back um, to the music yeah. real quick. I think... My favorite song on this Run the Jewels 4 tape is this Just Money with the with the dollar sign through the ass. Pharrell's yeah, hook yeah. is fantastic in this. And the appropriation of pretty much kind of whatever they're talking about in this song kind of specifically stems from how black people in America are used for money in this sort of sense. And we were just talking about this with Tory Lanez. He was going to go on IG Live and educate young artists and, and people who are being taken advantage of by bigger labels that are predominantly white-owned. Um, but this kind of just dives into the fact that you could be an athlete, you could be an artist, you could be someone who's going to be an entertainer or, or in, in the same vein as that. And it's all about the money to other people. It's not about who you are. Yeah. And that definitely kind of fits with what's going on right now, especially with um, the heightened sense of social justice that needs to be achieved in this country. And this, like, like we said, dude, like this, this, uh, this album literally could not have come at a better time. And it's, totally. it's, it's fantastic to see. I think that, when it comes to discussing like our favorite tracks, my favorite, uh, my favorite off rip was Ooh La La with uh, Greg Nice and, and DJ Premier. That piano beat is just like absolutely immaculate. And um, that the final, the final track, A Few Words for the Firing Squad, 
um, it's like the entirety of the track up until the last, it's a seven minute track, which minds you like in a day and age where it's hard to get people to listen to a two and a half to seven minute minutes. track. It's impressive that they were managed to like hold your attention for that long. But um, the, the fact that six of the seven minutes is just a buildup where rap, LP and, and Killer Mike are just are rapping and like just really giving us the, the meat, the lyrical meat that we're looking for when it comes to one of the jewels. Um, and then the end is just kind of an outro of, um, of like co- combining the A-team and Yankee and the Braves sort of thing uh, theme. Yeah where they're giving a little speech and then um, ASAP Ferg comes in with that little, little refrain. That just uh, who, who would have thought that ASAP Ferg would be in any sort of song the with a refrain? The soul singer right? of the outro of... The soul uh, singer of ASAP. Because ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg, when you think about both ASAPs, who's the better singer? Both ASAPs? We got like... We well, got, we, got 12, we have the whole mob. We got the mob. We got but 12, 12 is straight rap, though. 12, he can't. I don't know if 12, he can sing. Can 12, he sing? I don't know. I mean, I haven't really heard him sing. 12, if you're listening, can you send us a sample of your singing? Yeah, please. 12, if you're listening, uh, send us a hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think that because Rocky has more of that, like, we're like like LSD is what I think of when I think of Rocky singing, where he's just like floating over the beat, and like Sundress, where yeah. he's like very he's got a very like melodic voice. Whereas I feel like Ferg's delivery is super like soulful. Um, I feel like with Ferg and Rocky, yeah, I feel like with Ferg's like I guess delivery, you could say kind of like how you worded it. I feel like he comes off with way more energy than Rocky does. So like if we were to have a singing battle between both Rocky and Ferg, I feel like I'm gonna take Rocky just because of that LSD sort of like floating vibe that you mentioned. I feel like his vocal range might have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more versatility. I feel like we've we've heard Rocky in a lot of different tracks and a lot of different styles, uh, but Ferg yeah. he kind of tends to stay to his comfort zone. He doesn't really explore anything else. But this song, see, I, I think this, I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Let's get I, because it. I I feel like like Ferg Ferg's general delivery is really like sing songy, you know. He'd be like, yeah. duh, 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 duh. like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it feels mm-hmm. like 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 I'll put it this way. I feel like obviously like there's a, there's a huge skill gap, but like if I was to try to mimic Ferg's delivery, it would be way harder than mimicking the, Rocky. mimicking Rockies. I feel like yeah. with deliveries, though, it's so hard to, like, kind of pinpoint who would be a better singer in this sort of way. So, like, when you listen to ASAP for... They're not the same um, at all. They're, yeah. they're not the same at all. It's so hard. It's like when, when people pay, compare Jordan and LeBron, like, they're not the same type of player. So, it's exactly. hard to compare them. Like, they have accolades, but how much have you actually accomplished, you know? Same thing with Rocky and Ferg. Um, I just feel like, from what I've heard, and kind of just taking in advance of, like, the products that Rocky's put out and what Ferg's put out, yes, I think Ferg's delivery is definitely more sing-songy, but does he really sing, or is that just his cadence? Kind of, like, how he's yeah, flown over. It's not the argument to make a sing-songy cadence be accounted for as a... Is that, a, is that singing? That's actually a good argument that we should dive into, but nevertheless, ASAP okay. Ferg does his thing on this final a few words for the firing squad and run the jewels album if you have not listened to rtj4 please do so this album is immaculate especially for the times that we're all the longer you wait for real and on the topic of socially aware songs that have come out this week we have singles from meek mill and yg that also released uh meek mill single obviously namai meek mill is one of the I would say more of the twitter happy people twitter happy rappers that love uh, to put things out as they will. And Meek Mill did just decide to drop a song called Other Side of America, kind of explaining his point of view of everything going on. And in my mind, this song from the lyrical content to the production to sort of just the executive, the executive, I, uh, you know, I was, illustrations uh, with it are awesome. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, me too. I, I honestly, I, I love, absolutely love that track. Probably my second favorite piece of music that we got this week after run the jewels for, but, um, I have a, I have a, I, I was an orchestra when I was in middle school 
And I have a soft spot for those, like, those orchestral, like, violin beats, you know? Um, I know. And I know was, you know. It's just, like, that beat really, like, I immediately was, like, captivated by that beat. And then, like, see, I feel like a lot of, of Meek Mill's career, like, boils down to him replicating. I feel like the pinnacle of his musical ability, in my opinion, was Dreams and Nightmares. You know, oh, yeah. at least like very, like very listenable, like his albums since then have been amazing, but. Yeah, I mean, I Championships that, almost won him a Grammy. I mean, he literally was nominated exactly. for a rap album, Grammy for Championships, and that's not even his best album, in my opinion. No, exactly. No, that's totally my point. And yeah. like, obviously off of that album, uh, Dreams and Nightmares, the title track is just like, that's personally my, like the most motivational song like I've ever heard. Like just for so for good. whatever reason, the beat change and everything like that. And I've got I got the same kind of uh same kind of I hate to use the word vibe, but <laughs> I get the same <laughs> kind of feeling from 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 this song. You get the you get the same feeling vibe that Meek Mill just understands what he's doing. And I feel like in every song that I've listened to with Meek Mill is that he kind of just demands your attention. He has one of those voices where you just kind of have to listen to him i mean he opens up the song with what do you have to lose you're living in poverty your schools are oh no God, good you have no jobs trump, yeah the donald trump monologue it's insane I, I, was like, I can't even believe that that's something that you can put on the song and it's not even taken out of context or anything no it's everyone like, knows what you're it's just what he's saying it's no, it's, it's so crazy to think that this is how he starts the song with this sample from him and it's real like this is real life like this isn't a speech like this is like at a rally that he's saying yes exactly and then meek jumps in and then i started spitting golly then they said record me i feel like this shit for me this shit's just my story and that's facts and i'm like wow Wow. he's going through pretty much what he's going through like i love how meek mill even to this day like after achieving all the success and like (laughs) all the like critical acclaim that like any rapper could possibly want He's still like the way that he raps. Still like it's like, are you doubting me? Like, he really raps with that kind of like uh, cadence where he, you just always he's out feel to like prove he's, people like, wrong, fighting off the, the the man or the hater, you know. And in this sense, he kind of is. I mean, the song I mean, yeah, is titled the "Other song. Sense of America," and perfect. I, I this other line that kind of gravitates toward me is "Stomach growling like an AMG." We go into bed, we hungry, Uzi on me, all my friends dead, we lonely. Yeah. And with the Uzi, this song, the oozing with the bed and, and just kind of always fearing for your life. I feel like me kind of paints a perfect picture of what it's really like to be, you know, a black person in America, to, to live in that fear, to live in the neighborhood, to live, to live somewhere where it's not always safe. And I feel as though people who, 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 who aren't necessarily in that, in that situation um, have a sense to relate to that and being like, are you empathetic towards that? Or are you being apathetic towards that? And I feel like people get those two words mixed up a lot. You know, when you're empathetic towards someone, you try to relate and you try to understand what they're going through and you're emotionally aware and, and, and you're trying to put themselves in your shoes. But if you're apathetic, you're, you're just feeling sorry for no reason. You don't really feel anything behind it. You're just kind of saying it. You, you yeah, kind of feel yeah. sorry I, on yourself. I had it put to me in a very interesting way. Um, it's like uh, empathy would be like if someone is stuck, if someone is stuck in a well, right? Empathy would be putting yourself in the well with them yeah, and like telling them and like, like trying to help them from, from within the well. Right. Whereas um, sympathy or, uh, or apathy, like obviously not interchangeable, but similar would mm-hmm. be like trying to like lower like a sandwich down with like a fishing pole. You know, like just you're you're trying to help, like you're doing something, but, but it's not it's not you could be doing you're it. not trying you're not trying to relate. You're just trying to give them like like it's like the like whole looking for a silver lining concept. Exactly. And I feel like that what you just brought up kind of just, you know, relates back to the fact of what we were talking about in our TJ four, especially with that song with Pharrell, kind of the appropriation of, you know, black culture and how people, especially America kind of, you know, benefit and profit off of that sort of thing. And when you look at it, like you, even me and you like, right. Yeah. I mean, this is for fun. Like we're, we're just friends and we're talking hip hop, of course, but even in the same vein, like we're doing that. 
it's not, you know, to the max of where we're making money off of this Granted, Like we have 44 listeners and we're just kind of doing this because we like to do it. And we love the genre. Yeah. What's up guys. We, we, we love all of our listeners. Uh, well, we will always give credit where credit's due. And Absolutely. That that's really where, that's really where the, the issue comes out where it's like, like, I'll bring up the same point I brought up last time. It's like, you go to any party, like, in college like we're both like you're recently graduated i'm still in college like yes, sir. you go to any party it's like people playing yg mo bamba like everyone's listening yeah you know exactly what you're gonna get you know? and and it's like it's like they don't then then when something like this is going on you know where we have all these george floyd protests and people have the opportunity to speak out um and they just don't take it and i think that that is really just like a disservice to the to the culture you're consuming because right you're you're just taking and taking and taking and never giving anything back especially when it's it's a subset of people who's suffering so much right and i feel like as though kind of in our sort of sense of it giving back and speaking up for what we believe in is the least that we can do and you know mobilizing and, and, and like we talked about last time you know that mobilizing and organizing and, and strategizing you know a plan for people to and I'm, I'm quoting killer mike just because his speech was so damn good just because of everything that he said was just you know the epitome of of what it's really like to go through something like this all together collectively and when you look back at you know what he said and as far as kind of what we talked about in the last podcast, we, we would be doing a disservice to not only the culture, but, but the genre itself and, and for everyone that's a part of it. And, you know, we talked about this last time as well. Like I'm sort of happy that we have this platform. So we're able to speak out on these issues and not stay yeah. silent. And exactly. Like, it's, it's what I'm we not have really to do. a social media person, you know, like uh, a lot of people, like obviously right now, everyone's hurting. Everyone's like getting angry or whatever. A lot of people yeah. I just, I'm not the kind of person I went to protests and I, I've been signing petitions and donating money, yeah. but I'm not the kind of person who's going to, I just feel disingenuous saying like putting all that stuff out there on my social media because um, it's just what I would do. Like, it, it just feels like yeah. I'm living my day to day life and, you know, putting my effort where I feel like my effort is needed. Um, right. And I don't want people to think of me as the kind of person who's just doing any of this so that I can say I did it, you know? And that's not why I don't post. That just is like, that's just factors in. Yeah. You know? I just think people like, I forgot who I was talking to about this, but I feel like people, especially in today's day and age, don't really, you know, disseminate themselves from their personal lives to their social life. And when I say social life, I say their social media life, their online profile, where that sort of takes precedent over what they do physically as, you know, as a human being, as a person. And I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not really like a social media person. I don't really post too much. Um, I kind of just post, you know, either funny things that I see on hip hop Twitter or kind of just contribute to a conversation. And obviously I'm signing petitions and obviously I'm trying to be, you know, socially aware and active and speaking out of what I believe in and what I believe in is right, um, which is obviously the right thing. And when you look at all these different things of what people are saying and what people are doing just to, you know, attain some clout in all this, like, I think that's fucked up. Like, I think there's a line of promoting it and there's a line of, you know, not expanding or profiting, but I would say, you know, capitalizing on it for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I just think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that kind of just have personal motives underneath this. And I don't think that's the message that, you know, should be getting across or should be, uh, have, have, get, have been gotten across now to get across rather. If you, you know what I'm trying to say, that's my words got kind of jumbled up there. The wordplay today is not the best, but back to Meek, um, back to sort of kind of the injustice that he's kind of talking about in this song. Um, Other side of America. I, I feel like this is kind of like an out of nowhere single from him. We haven't heard from Meek in a, quite a long time. He hasn't really dropped much in the past couple of years. Um, I think is actually his last release was championships if I'm not mistaken, but I can look that up real quick just to make sure our listeners don't uh, stop listening to us. That'd be nice. Yeah. I, that is the, that is Meek's um, last release before uh, he dropped the single. So this is the first time we've heard it in two years, um, which I is mean, crazy. A, to song, think about. a song I've actually gone back to recently off of championships while we're on that topic. Um, yeah. It's a song that he has with, uh, I'm forgetting what it's called right now, but the song with Rick Ross and Jay-Z um where it's really just really just raw raw emotion in that track i mean obviously you got a song with jay-z and rick ross like that's the echelon right there the coke rap king 
Rick Ross. Yeah, but I think he is. Some, I think he's some social activism movement. I think um I think it's called um something free. I think it's what's free, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Is it, yeah, yeah. Is it what's free? Yeah, I'm pretty we'll sure. Because um, going bad's on this album. Yeah, it's what's free. What's free featuring Rick Ross and Jay Z. And I, I agree with you 100%. I feel like if you have those two heavy hitters, like, like people don't give Rick Ross as much, you know, credit as he deserves. I feel like Rick Ross has been out here for a very long time speaking his truth and rapping about what he believes in. E- even if it's, you know, the, the hip hop music that kind of is exaggerated and kind of just, you know, the wishy-washy type stuff where it's like, oh, I drive my, you know, Maserati down the street and I pick up your girl and we go to McDonald's okay. or something like well, that. First of all, we all know Rick Ross is driving a Maybach. <laughs> Maybach music. I wish I had the tag. I wish I had the the tag. But you know what we should get? We should get one of those uh like those soundboards. Oh, and really? when we get the soundboard, we just kind of put like tags in. So yeah. we'll have Take Heath, we'll we have, have Maybach music, we'll have Metro, we'll have Dat Piff. Shout out datpiff.com first of all. Thank you for creating That's the best tag ever. <laughs> yeah, that one too. We could just literally have an entire that's datbiff.com. Hopefully we don't get copyrighted for that because that both of us sounded way too similar. Oh uh, yeah. We're gonna have to censor that, bleep that out. We're gonna have to censor, we're gonna have to censor everything that we say from now on. But it's unscripted, unfiltered, am I? Yeah, so it's not our fault. The it's not our fault, please. It's harder as if it was live. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so hard. That Imagine trying to do our if you'd like us to go live. I mean, <laughs> you can't really comment on Spotify. I guess that's the uh, drawback that we face from switching from SoundCloud to Spotify. It's way too hard. Well, we'll figure it out. We're, we're still on all platforms, everybody. Uh, we want to make sure. I'm going to say it right this time to my watch me. Please be sure to follow us at OffX, the X top on Twitter and Spotify and SoundCloud. Please trying to find us. Hopefully Spotify will be working for our search results here. Uh, the next thing of order of business here kind of stays on topic with Meek Mill's single. Another couple singles that dropped this week. Uh, FTP, YG's single. And as you imagine, I'm just going to play this. I'm just going to play this for people. They need to know. That's it. That's all it is. Okay, okay, okay. It's we just got, fuck the police for... Soundbite. Soundbite. Um, sound I, I, love, I love how YG's approach when it comes to politically charged music is let's make a... Let's make let's make a song that'll that people are going to feel politically motivated by, but also will be bumping full volume in their cars with their windows down. Yep. I feel like YG has that effect. I feel like YG's had a lot of songs like that. And I feel like I can't imagine him making a non danceable song. Like it's so hard. Like when you even go back to like, all right, my favorite YG album, it's either between stay dangerous or still brazy. I think I'm still going to go still brazy just because why you always hating is on that. And Kamaya is so good. And Drake's feature. That, right? Yeah, I think so. Love. Wait, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's or she I is, got sorry. from Texas. <laughs> I got some from Texas too. Um, anyway, YG song. Fuck police, obviously about police brutality in America. Um, definitely a dance record that, you know, people, especially uh, California people like yourself, this is definitely some low rider type music. And, you know, I've, I've always kind of fucked with YG just because he's, he's one of those people that kind of just doesn't care what you think about his music. He kind of just leaves it all out in the open, unscripted, unfiltered, shout out off the top. He's, um, I feel like YG doesn't get enough credit either for what he's done here's, for the industry too. Here's an, interesting, uh, here's an interesting topic that I think that deserves to be addressed is, do you think that it's a case by case or artist by artist thing in terms of their obligation to speak out on social matters like for you know, example right like i i'm not expecting any politically charged music from future even though he literally just dropped and like i yeah. like is that is that a bad thing is like is he being ignorant by not saying anything you know Personally, I, I think I it's yeah I'll go ahead sorry i'll let you i'll let you hop. i'll let you hop this let me let me let me give you my take i I, don't, I want to hear it. I don't actually, really think that it's necessarily every artist's like objective to do that. I mean, there's obviously like if you have a platform, like say something, put your money where your mouth is, do something. 
Um, but when it comes to yeah. like actual content, um, I think that the artist kind of has more of a more of a say on their own thing. I've seen a lot of debate about it though. I think that Meek Mill was doing a lot of shit for it, but I know he's always made kind of more political. You know, Meek Mill's been tweeting a lot this past couple weeks, especially the past two weeks. Um, he's kind of always just on Twitter saying things. I, I wouldn't really take, it's kind of like one of those things where, okay, if I'm trying to get political activism from a rapper like DaBaby, like yeah, you know exactly. exactly what you're going to get. Like, I just don't feel like these rappers, at least some of these rappers, um, kind of are in that state of mind where they can say things and people would be like, Oh, wow. That's actually super intellectual. Wow. That's actually like, you know, that's something that we can take and, and really, you know, push the culture forward. But if you're one of those rappers, it, it, I feel like it just kind of depends on the type of artist that you are. For example, Kendrick Lamar, he's not going to say anything because his ti- his entire discography is based on what it's like to be black in America. Same thing with Jay-Z. Jay-Z's 444 album is literally all about what it's like to be black in America. But you could make the same argument with Joey, right? I mean, if I'm playing devil's advocate, right? Oh, of course you can. Um, but Joey just spoke up about it too. Exactly. No, I'm yeah. saying that. I'm saying that jo- Joey Joey spoke out about it and it made sense. People got yeah. mad at Kendrick for not speaking out about it. And they should be really mad. Justified, though? I don't know. Does anything really come from Kendrick saying what he's already been saying on his album for the last five years? Personally, yeah. I don't think so. I think. And keep that, in mind, Kendrick also lives like a normal person too. Like he's exactly. He, he's not like any of these like other rappers that live lavish and flamboyant. Like of course yeah, he's exactly. got money. Of he's course he's a got the nice house. Who but happened to curate the Black Panther soundtrack. Like, yeah, you know, he just happened to you know be the lead guy for the movie. Like, yeah, he just happened he's just to be a the dude. suburban guy who's got songs with Dr. Dre. You know. <laughs> casual he's he's literally a lyrical legend he puts on his he, 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 he ties his he ties his shoes just like the rest of us he really he does but um kind of going back to what your question was shoes, <laughs> <laughs> do you think kendrick ties his own shoes uh <laughs> we'll leave that up to the listeners to decide <laughs> I feel like he has to i feel like kendrick is such like a down-to-earth person like i feel he's like but back back to the back to the debate that we have at hand i feel like artists shouldn't be or should feel like they're obligated to unless they themselves feel like they have to i feel like it's a choice i feel like they shouldn't be forced to say something by fan bases exactly that's where i that's where i think things get yeah yeah that's the point where it's insincere it's like okay you got pressured into saying something that you wouldn't have said anyway the baby's a perfect example of that like Yeah, do you mean it? Like, if people, especially people on social media that are calling out, you know, their favorite artists, especially those, it's such a fine line to force someone to be politically active and force someone who doesn't care about politics to be politically active. Um, I personally don't think rappers like Future are going to speak out on this. Um, I think but I do thing- believe, I do okay. believe that rap, you're fine, bro. I, I do believe that rappers we'll find a way to kind of contribute in some sort of way. Like we can even look at like Drake in the weekend and, and like Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan, like he released a statement and people were pissed off for him saying something, but then he's like, Oh, I'm going to donate a hundred million dollars to, you know, yeah. black lives matter communities and trying to make all of our communities better over the next decade. And everyone's yeah. like, all right, you're forgiven. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, fine. like, you know, that you well, just forced Jordan to give a hundred million dollars. And for you for donating a hundred million dollars. <laughs> You're going to like, force Jordan to give you a hundred million dollars. Like, like Drake donated a hundred K the weekend donated 500 K, but they no, haven't been no, super vocal no. about it. Yeah. Ye's helping like the lawyers of George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, like Ye hasn't said anything. He's just doing it. I feel like I'd rather see artists do something than say something, you know, cause they have the power. They have the power to do it. They have the money to do it. They have the status to do it. They have the fan base to do it. So why don't you just do it? You know? And I, I bet you, I bet you that they do something, but the fact that people are expecting, you know, these celebrities to make an impact at such a national level, it's so hard to do that because yeah. what in reality for these artists, wherever they live, whatever city they're from, whatever kind of, you know, the people that they're around, like the most impact that people can make is for the communities that they live in or for those, the cities and the States they live in. Like right. they can't fix the country with money. They can't throw the money at the country and be like, all right, let's fix it. That's not how that's not how change works. It has to be locally impacted. Like I've actually like I'm I'm a I'm a political science minor and I've actually like studied international relations. 
And basically, in the general gist of how global powers work and how change actually enacts, I actually just read a chapter on refugee camps. And I read that a refugee spends 17 years in exile on average. They leave their country and they will not return for 17 years. That's almost an entire lifetime when you think about it, because they have no food, no shelter. Well, they have food and shelter, but it's not, you know, livable for 17 years. Yeah. And when you look at it like this, how can change can, how can change actually be enacted? Well, it starts at the local level. Like if you want people to change something, you can't go to the top right away. Change has to start from the grassroots and the totally. very bottom level of everything. And that's how change is actually enacted. So if I'm going to see, you know, artists go out in their communities, like Kendrick, he's marching in Compton today. That's where he's from. That's where he grew up. That's where he's born. No, exactly. I would rather see him do that than him speak out and release a statement from his iMessage I notes on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like I'd rather see that. You don't even know if he actually wrote it. <laughs> who who knows? Mean, and like, I don't want to Kendrick, see people forced would, to that. But, you know, yeah. when we talk about people at that level, like not everyone is a Kendrick. And I'd say that even I'll go as far as to say with some artists, like I think it's better that they just stay silent for like lay low. Cause yeah. um, you, we were texting uh, over the weekend and you sent me that screenshot of the, of the smoke perp Instagram story, you know, oh my God. And, asking, it's so and like, good. it's funny. It's funny that like uh, for, for, for context, for the listeners, smoke perp posted on Instagram uh, <laughs> and said, should I drop new music? Uh, with a poll, yes or no, and it was eighty. Why would you put no? Just, just like, why would you put no in the first place? Like, why yeah. would you put no? Why would you put the option in the first place? But also, like, <laughs> on a less funny note, like, I think that we don't want smoke perp music right now. What, what is smoke perp exactly. gonna do for for the, for the culture? Like, or what was he gonna say that is that is gonna like really help change minds and and lives? I think that. Right now, like at least for the next like couple like weeks or so, it, we're gonna see a lot more of just politically charged music, and 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 right, rightfully so, you know. Exactly. One I mean, one album we did almost miss out on talking about is is Flatbush Zombies. That's true. We can we can go back to Flatbush. I feel like we even talked about this before. Like, I feel like Flatbush got kind of outshined by all the political music. Yeah, that kind exactly. of I mean, they got outshined in my mind right now, you know? I know. It's like, we go back to it, and, I mean, they released a seven-song album. I, I consider it more of just an LP. Um, I feel like, I think it's as an far EP, as Flatbush, it. it's an EP, a seven-song yeah. EP. Well, regardless, I feel like, you know, seven songs kind of can get lost in the mix of everything else that's going on, especially because Run the Jewels album charted so quick, and it got... Oh, have yeah. have heavy critical claims right off the bat. Yeah. Well, I know they, they never miss. They never will miss, and they always will hit. Um, They're always going to hit. I really like. I will Bush. say though, I really like the last track on the Flatbush Zombies song. I have like a soft spot for like rap songs where it's like a lyricist, or I mean, obviously in this case, three lyricists featuring like a, like a female like a female singer. I feel like that really like ties it together well, especially with like the kind of grain, the, the, the roughness you kind of get with um, the voices of like Michi Darko and Zombie Juice, um, plus like Eric, Eric, Eric the Architect. Eric the Architect's go. lyricism is, is, really, is really good. Their, their album is like decent. It's just like, like when I'm thinking about what I remember about these drops, like they're not really registering that high in my, in my, on my radar. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I feel like the only song that I'm going to take away from this album, that's something that comes away memorable for me. Like you said, Eric's lyrics are unreal. And that grainy sound that you hear from FBZ in pretty much all of their music, it kind of culminates in this one track for me on this album, Dirty Elevator Music. The production in that song is immaculate. I, I feel as though that it sort of matches the vibe that they're going for. They're mad, they're pissed off, and they kind of even like contribute to what's going on in the world in a sort of way. If you really listen to the lyrics, you can kind of see that Eric is talking about a lot of different, you know, not so much social injustice things that are happening today, but more broadly in a sense of where it's like, Oh, like you treat me this way. I'll treat you this way. And I've, I've been treated this way and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. I just think that song for me, at least from this, from this tape, it's like, wow, that it's going to be a flatbush zombie song. I'm probably going to listen to it for a really long time. And, you know, sorry to flatbush zombie. I'm not, 
the biggest, biggest fan of Flatbush, but I do respect what they do. And for I'd them say, to kind of, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of with, with, I think they, they're, they're obviously like very, very high up there for, for rap, rap groups that, that I like. But I think for me, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll even go specific, you know, like I love Eric, Eric, the architect. I think he's a pretty like standard ly- lyrical rapper, like very, mm-hmm. like very skilled at obviously the way he does an architect, if you will. Um, yes. And then a I, lyrical I, architect. I love zombie juice's voice. I can't really like Michi Darko's voice sometimes and his delivery sometimes gets lost. To me. Yeah. And I he, agree with you. The actually, The overlaying of his vocals, especially he has one song that's just by himself on this, on this EP. Um, mm-hmm. and like, it just, it's too much. Like there's too much going on at once. Um, but I mean, I like, like there's sort of, we're being, we're being picky because because we can be. Yeah, exactly. Cause we can be, and they pick the week to drop where it's like a lot of music yeah. is coming out and I'm not disappointed per se. I just, yeah. I, I, maybe I'll come back to this album and listen to it again and be like, okay, yeah. I really underrated it because I was listening to run the jewels have a soul soul refrain so i think yeah i mean the the ferg god what if he was like i want i want to go back to the point of where we thought he was going to be a singer i want him to be a singer so bad now just because i want to want a soul album from asap ferg an r&b asap ferg album let's petition for it (laughs) i wonder how that sound i wonder how an r&b asap ferg sound but regardless back to fbz um i feel like I'm in the same boat as you. I feel like they were really aggressive on this tape and which, I mean, I was in a really aggressive mood this weekend. I mean, we were listening to the city Morgan, 93 pun X and yeah, dirty elevator music. Kind of yeah. like, I put a little bit of a bender. I prefaced earlier that I didn't think we were going to talk about on the podcast, but now that, now, that, we you, are. now that you mentioned the name, <laughs> I feel like we got to see, I now we're here. I'm a huge city Morgan fan and my Zilla over here neglected to listen to them for a while and I, I i feel like i put them on you know you, you showed me the light for two things today you, you you showed me that one it's lp instead of eip which i don't know what 14 year old me was thinking and still have thought this to this day when i'm 22 and two the light of zilla and city morgue i will i will follow zilla into battle like if he if he told me like hey i want you to be on my side my team and we're going to be going into battle against all the other punk rappers out there right now. Are you with me? And I'd say yes. Yeah. Zilla I'd is, hold his microphone stand. I think we've, we've talked about this for sure. Last couple episodes about um, appreciating versatility or, or even like even more than versatility. I feel like genre bending. Um, Uniqueness of sound is where I really find that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he definitely does that. I mean, him more so than his cohort, Sauce Mula. But I think that Sauce Mula kind of brings a consistent quality to, to the tracks. If anything, he reminds He's, me of 69, yeah. but way better and not a complete piece of garbage. So I agree with you. I think Sauce is sort of like the glue that kind of holds the tracks together in a sense. Like Zilla can kind of go off and do his own thing. And yeah, maybe he can get a little bit sporadic here and there, but that's his talent. That's his like kind of what he does. But Sauce kind of brings it back and he yeah. lets the track breathe. And he's able to kind of, I mean, yes, they're screaming most of the time when they're rapping, and that's fine. I'll take it because that's just the genre that they are. But when you look back at it and you kind of see how these two really bounce back and forth off of each other, it's like, okay, like I understand why they're the duo. Like Zilla's the talent and Sauce is the glue. And you put it together, you make Sauce talent. Yeah. Or and glue uh, talent. And um, they just dropped the deluxe version of their album not too long ago with mm-hmm. the song a cab with Zillakami and uh nascar Al- nascar aloe um which obviously is very relevant for right now uh, um mm-hmm. ironically that song came out the day before the george floyd incident so it's pretty crazy the time crazy there. um great song very very if you're looking to get like <laughs> if you're looking to get angry that's that's definitely a good song to listen to if you're looking for music to uh this kind of like is a perfect segue into our rotational roundup. If you're looking to get into something a little bit more aggressive, angry, that grunge punk rock esque sort of hip hop sound, 
Um, Namai showed me the light and he'll show you the light too. Please follow him in listening in a city morgue volume two. Um, my opinion better than volume one. Um, I actually did not know I was listening to the deluxe until I realized that today. Um, I did have the, the deluxe added, but I just didn't get all the way down. I did listen to that a cap song though. And I did enjoy it just because city morgue is very like, like we were talking about this before we even record it. And I feel like I say that every time because we always have a pre podcast before we actually have the podcast, which we is fine. So we should hard. just we struggle so hard. We, we really like, I feel like the thing is, is it's like the only thing missing from our pre podcast discussion is the intro. And <laughs> the next time we just start the zoom call and we just immediately like, Oh, start hi, the like, intro. Start the hi, intro. Bro. How's your day? <laughs> like, hey good bro are you ready yeah let's go all right let's go press and record i promise people will have an hour and a half podcast if we actually did that and i hopefully i hope people don't want to actually you know i hope people want to listen to us for that long just because i hope yeah, our voices yeah. just match very like, well together I mean, they can listen to us talk forever <laughs> i hope so no matter what you listen to this weekend brother we'll wrap it up here um yeah i uh was still still kind of like in that you know like it's kind of coming with the context of like everything being so jacked right now, how Mm -hmm. I was listening to a lot of music that I felt like would make me feel, feel a little bit better about the world. Feel like uh, at least there's other people in the same realm of state of mind as me. Uh, All American badass still on repeat. Um, Such a great tape as we discussed at length in our last podcast. Totally. And um I mean, like with the amount of new music that came out this week, I was kind of just playing catch up um, mm-hmm. before we recorded today, uh, listening to Run the Jewels and Flatbush and um, Meek. Me, that Meek song for me was like, I, I like couldn't get enough of it. Um, yeah, that song is like, absolute fire. You, you guys really hard. I need to be like in the right state of mind for to listen to a whole album all the way through. And like, yeah. I think we've talked about like our album listening process before, but I like pull up the genius, like, and I'm like reading like lyric by lyric. If I don't get a reference, yep. I'm Googling it, you know? Uh, and with run the jewels, there's so much lyrical content there. And like, it's like you're they, reading like a history book. Like it's literally like they make music to like have a textbook with it. So you just like read along yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah, Which yeah. is kind of how I went to that too, which is crazy. I, I like to use the uh, Apple music lyrics. So like when I'm listening, if I want to like read along with it, it's super nice because Apple Music kind of like gives you I'm a Spotify like bar for bar. Yeah, that's why we're on Spotify yeah, and on Apple Music, which is fine. Spotify, not Apple Music. So I have everything, so it doesn't matter. I could I use SoundCloud the most if I'm being completely honest with you. As far as what I've been going back to music wise, I've been listening to a lot of that Amine single, Riri. I don't know why. I just really fuck with that song. Yeah. Um, it's just a very like upbeat like super happy type of song. Amine sounds great on it. It's his, I think we talked about this last time too. It's his second single of the year um, after Shimmy came out in the back end of 2019. Hopefully we get an Amine album soon. I I really, I have always kind of enjoyed Amine, especially since back in the day, even besides Caroline, Caroline is, Caroline's just far and above away. <laughs> Don't start with me right now. Griselda ghost. I've also been listening to a lot of Griselda ghost, a lot of Coke rap type shit. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about coke rap lately, but we I just know. can't get enough of it in the mind. We can't like, does Got it end? No, Gotti because B. we got, we got, we got Conway's album coming up. We got, we got Benny's album coming up. They haven't even dropped yet and they're coming. Yeah. We're waiting. We're here. We're here to review them for when they do come out. And I can't wait for it. I've been going back, honestly, to uh, Code of the Friends, everything, like pretty much yeah, every other day. Yeah, me too. Actually. That's, that's like a my favorite album. song there. For real. I love that Just, song. We talk about everything in a way where it's like, I can't get enough of this album, dude. Like, even the interludes are something I go back to listen to. Yeah, just what they're saying. Yeah, like I, Cody's I don't know been about you, but vocal about about all everything that's been going on too. I only recently started even following him on social media, and Cody's a fantastic follower, bro. Oh, like he's guy. he's on his shit. He's he's just very like aware and he's very like intelligent about like what he says. He reminds me of and, like he reminds me of like Vic Mensa if he made like chiller music and yeah, true. Vic's that, like very. I, yeah. I wish Vic would drop. To be honest, another ninety-three pun X. That'd be great. I love his music, but I'm sad. I, I I just hated the fact that that there had to be that that uh, whole like 
that whole controversy about him talking about X after he died just kind of tainted yeah. it. You know, just for right now, you, you, like that's yeah. this is like a perfect segue yeah. towards the end here because like you could separate you could separate X the person and separate X the music, but can you separate Vic the music and Vic the person? Yeah, that's so the same thing. If I'm, if I'm doing it for one, I got to do it for the other. I still listen to Vic, man. So I, I love the music. Especially I love Vic too. Final topic, and then we'll cap it off here. Are you still listening to Alfredo? Yes. Scotty Beam. Um, Scotty I haven't stopped Beam, listening to Scotty like, Beam either. Probably my favorite song off of there. I don't even think it's the best song. I just think it's the one that I enjoy the most. Uh, I'm gonna Alfredo. reference a hip hop Twitter thing here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this quietly, just so hip hop Twitter doesn't hear me. Alfredo isn't the album of the year, guys, but it's good. It's, it's really good. good. It's a really good album. It, it's not album of the year though. Halfway through the year, so I think yeah. anything that's being called, I hate it when people say album of the year before it's even like the end of the summer. It's like, bro, that's when that's everyone's putting out the music. Though, man. So like yeah. I, I I will never like album of the year content for me starts like I start looking at that category in like November September bro like literally yeah. September is like when that shit like what's like, fall after starts Halloween, bro after Halloween oh November, yeah like, after Halloween is set like like that's when you start going back like oh shit like that was a good tape I start like I don't know I feel like I always kind of put shit on my radar in september because like we're getting towards like maybe like the like right in that september september october area so i agree with you it's definitely in that same vein where it's like i I, hip-hop twitter goes through these phases where it's like album drops and has all this hype and then they call it album of the year and then it just goes away i mean oh wait um, i feel like oh yeah (laughs) oh shit wait another album dropped album of the year that's what i don't like i wish people would just actually like i know we said this last time too but I wish people, especially, you know, accounts on hip hop Twitter would just dive into more of why they like or dislike music or why they think an album's the album of the year instead of just being like this album's album of the year. Hot take being killed it. Lil Uzi's better than Kendrick Lamar. Not real, not that not that's not true. That's not true. Oh my god. I was about to like I was about to get call right now. <laughs> yeah, we're our our thirty five followers, forty five listeners cancel you immediately. Oh my god. But that's all we have for today, everybody. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at OffXVXTop and on SoundCloud and Spotify. Please give us a listen at Off the Top Podcast. This has been Oxlack and Mai doesn't want to go back to 100 anymore. We already kind of talked about it, but it doesn't matter. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you all. I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of burden, then tear down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night, and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music, cause my music slap. Give me some money, I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me, cause I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not show one back. I'm a flirt, baby girl. Please do not get attached. I don't got time for love, I just